0: The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 5, Out of the Ashes is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. This is not a dream. It's Chappelle. I am hosting the Walking Dead Recap on Post Show Recaps. I don't know what went wrong. Jess and Josh are not here with us this week, but luckily, I have my tag team partner, uh, AJ. AJ is here to rescue me. AJ, how are you today?
1: But Chappelle... If they're not here, we should go because we're, we're not, we're not going to beat all these Reapers without Jess and Josh. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, they're not coming. We should just get out of here. I'll pack the bag and we'll just let's head back to Alexandria, OK?
0: It's like right before we get ready to leave, they'll bust in. So just wait for like five more minutes and I think they will come to save us. There's no way they just leave us doing this podcast alone. AJ. What do you think?
1: Uh yeah, I don't know what to tell you, but (laughs) (laughs) by the end of this, I think one of us is gonna have to take care of the other one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it, it seems that way. Well, yeah, well, for all the listeners, welcome back. Uh we're here to talk about uh Out of the Ashes, the fifth episode of this season. And I AJ I can't lie, I I thought that the episode was solid. I'm so thankful that I got to miss the episode that you guys talked about last week. Uh, I was on vacation, so I missed all of that uh, commotion. But we did get some some pretty interesting things in this episode, and I'm dying to talk about them with you. Sure. okay. you weren't
1: forged by fire like the rest of us were last week, but that's (laughs) okay. I think we might let you into the brotherhood here (laughs) a little bit later on, uh, because, uh, look, I'm not going to say I didn't like this week's episode. Mm-hmm. I just felt there was too many storylines going on in this week's episode. Just one, too many. We did not need the Maggie Negan of it all. Uh, we already had Alexandria and, and the zombie invasion and, and Degrassi jr. Zombie high going <laughs> on here. And we had, Oh, let's go on a hunt for tools (laughs) at at, at the rundown hilltop. And we had everything that's going on in a brand new community that we're getting introduced to. Oh, my gosh, that's interesting. But no, we we can't stop there. No, we got to follow Maggie and Negan all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: no, that's a good point. I think. You're right. There was so much, so much going on in this episode, and you really couldn't focus on one thing. I'll let you in on, like, here's some inside scoop. Uh, I had to take notes for this episode, and everything is color-coded, because there were so <laughs> many storylines to keep up with. Um, the stuff about the Commonwealth seems very interesting. You would think you would give us a lot more information about that, and kind of maybe focus on that storyline with the fun cast that we like so much, but instead, they wanted to give us a little of this, a little of that, a little here, a little of this. <laughs> There, and it was a lot to digest um but did you have a favorite storyline of the ones that we uh, we watched this week on this episode i mean
1: uh, like you said the commonwealth to me is just the most interesting storyline going on uh i'm not gonna lie i'm a little frustrated with the whole mystery of it all mm-hmm. I, I get that you know it's it's an 8 episode third of a season here or 11a and we don't want to like have everything come and happen like too soon you want to build a little suspense with it but i just can't really put, wrap my head around what the end game is for this subterfuge which is clearly subterfuge now i mean you called it way early on clearly this is not Stephanie <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and yeah I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not gonna even get into the fact that uh, that apparently in the credits she was originally listed as decoy Stephanie and then they changed it.
0: In the it's credits. In the I, credits. I, <laughs> that's how you. That's how you do a spoiler. Like yeah, I know like it said yeah,
1: it's a decoy Stephanie, and then they erase it, erase it, erase it, just said Stephanie. But oh, like, yeah. okay, you, you, okay, you spilled the beans on that one because like, I was looking up the actress's name, like decoy Stephanie. Oh, well I mean, we had figured that out, but I mean, you know, mm-hmm. spoilers. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's not the place you're supposed to not find the spoilers. uh but I don't I, I don't really get what exactly... Okay, I'm going to lure you in, Eugene, so that you break the law, so we'll kick you out, but then I'll save you to get what? Like, I don't know where this is going, and I don't see anything interesting about it. Maybe they'll <laughs> prove me wrong, but it's just like, okay, so the creepy guy from the... Uh, from the intro video is here great we could have just introduced him and started this this whole thing i don't know why we had to go go through shopping at at the bakeries and go to ice cream stands and, and and meeting of course the real stuff he was clearly there because there was an ice cream thing and i just i just don't get it
0: yeah oh no, hey, those are great points I, I let's just dive into the commonwealth storyline then, okay we we pretty much start that line of story with just this Weird commercial that's like the orientation video of the Commonwealth, and they're showing they have sack races and community and ice cream trucks and bicycling and kite flying It's like where where are you people like this they said there's fifty thousand people in this in this town in this in this community a j these people have just been living in bliss the entire time, just completely just unbothered by all the things on the outside world. Is that what they want us to believe? I mean, yeah,
1: obviously, I'm sure there was a transition period at the very start of the zombie apocalypse, sure. But i it, it's kind of contradictory. Like, you show the video and your first impulse is like, you got enough time to make this stupid video. <laughs> really? But then again, you, and even though it's full of propaganda and, and you don't buy
0: a word of it, you have enough time to spare and make this video. So, yeah,
1: things are probably pretty good here.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, th- don't get me wrong. The video from the untrained eye, people who do not watch hours and hours and hours of television, this might have seemed like it was on the up and up. But for us, we know that this is this is scary. OK, like the just the quality of the video sack races. Really, really? We doing sack races. That's a- enough for me to say, OK, probably some foolishness going on here. But just, like you said, the idea that you have the time to sit down and have an ice cream truck, to have people out here riding bicycles, going on dates, pushing around their kids in little carriages. The world, we know, people are out here dying, Kim. You know, they're out here losing their lives. So why, why is this community in such a good spot compared to the rest of what it seems like the rest of the world? I don't think we have any reason to believe there's anybody else this well off.
1: No, I, you pro- probably it is not uh, going to be. I mean, we, we've yet to see how the, uh, you know, the whole uh, nuclear bomb going off <laughs> in Texas <laughs> is going to affect the rest of the country here. But well, I'll digress. We'll save that for when Fear comes back. Uh, you know, the two two things about this video and the community, like the video reminded me of the beginning of Battle Royale. We're going to spoil mm. Battle Royale a little bit, but when the the whole the whole <laughs> classroom of kids comes to this island and they play this cheesy little,
0: hey everybody, you're about to play the Battle Royale, we have to kill each other and only one person can survive. Ah,
1: oh, It's the Hunger Games, but they're going to rip up us off. We rip them off, they're ripping us off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, it, but it's this perky, friendly, comical video and you, and you just know, like, oh, there's got to be a dark undertone to this and it, it takes a turn. I also, I also, the Commonwealth reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen Underground Railroad, no, I
0: haven't seen it, but I've heard good
1: things. Amazingly visual, but there's a town that they they go to and it's the same town with the Main Street USA and the candy stores and the shopping, and it's like, it's in the middle of, you know, the South where runaway slaves are, are being captured and, and whipped to death, but you know, everyone's going to pretend like everything's hunky dory. there's nothing to worry about here, and I, I get the same vibe from this. It was like, you know something's off, and I don't know if Eugene is playing another long con where he has already figured it out and he's just he's just playing into it, or if he's being con too. Because we know Princess is hoodwinked, but that's fine. And Ezekiel doesn't, <laughs> you know, like well, I got I'm on borrowed time anyway. I don't care. You because off having a family reunion is Eugene hip to this? Or is he not? I can't read him. He's inscrutable.
0: <laughs> no, I agree. It's really hard to tell. Like. Eugene seems to come in with a plan. So after they watch the video starring, I guess, the director of Operation, Mr. Lance Hornsby, who uh, is played by Josh Hamilton. Uh, First of all, AJ, are you familiar with Josh Hamilton's work?
1: I re- I remember him from Grace Point, a show that I uh, covered on post show uh, recaps.
0: <laughs> I figured you remember him from there, and then of course I know him from the few episodes he was on for American Harris- Horror Story: Coven. Um, so I was like, oh, it's that guy. I did not watch all of uh, Grace Point or Thirteen Reasons, which is the, I guess the shows that he got the most credit for. But I was familiar with him, and it was interesting to see him in this role. But we we find out very quickly that he's not in charge. He's just a director of operations uh the person uh who really has the leadership role here is pamela milton they keep dropping this name throughout the um the episode in the video they just randomly keep referring to mrs milton mrs milton the miltons i wonder is she the bad guy is because you know like as as shiny as this video looks aj we have to know that these people the people who are running this place, they cannot be on the up and up. There are just too many armed guards for them to be on the up and up. So what do you think about Miss Pamela Milton? How are we, what is she going to have uh, to do in this storyline?
1: I, I mean, I think they're setting her up as this mysterious figure so that there's certainly going to be uh, the reveal that she's the big bad for the rest of the show. I, I, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be the case. I mean, have we met a leader on the show? Who suck? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well you know we, we meet the governor oh here's the governor he is wonderful no he's not wonderful and nothing in this town is what it seems uh-oh you know you get to terminus and there's oh well there's there's kindly mary serving you stew like well nothing in this place is what it seems she's actually evil she's eating people like uh, you know every single time we get i i guess the one difference was Alexandria, where oh, we've got a plan for the sorghum and the wheat, <laughs> and it's wonderful here. I, mean, I guess, yeah, it wasn't, uh, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. <laughs> I guess she wasn't evil, but yeah. just, just but but even she had that, like, uh, you know, the voyeuristic sex, lies, and videotape thing where she has to interview mm-hmm. people and get it on film for you, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. which never panned out, really. <laughs> right. So I, I think she's gotta be either her or her husband or or whatever. You know, maybe we'll find out that they're Instagram influencers and uh <laughs> <laughs> but truly the most evil people of all. Right, Right.
0: The <laughs> real evil that lies, you know, amongst <laughs> us all is yeah, the influencers of the world. Um I don't know if we need influencers in a zombie apocalypse, but I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile. When they, so when all of this, like, I, I like this cast. I call this the fun cast. So you get Eugene, Princess, Yumiko, Ezekiel. They start getting their job assignments. And I love that no matter what their assignment is, of course they have to do with all the interviewing that they went through. So King Ezekiel has like the animal thing going on. Uh, Yumiko gets a retail person, but Eugene's not worried about all of that. And so this brings me back to what you were saying earlier with Eugene being hip to it. He's saying from jump, The goal is to go back and help our friends. We are not supposed to be staying here. We are not supposed to work. And I understand, Eugene. I felt this in my soul because work is ghetto. If you tell me that I just got here and y'all already are hiring me to work, I'm going to start asking questions. I do not want a job right now, especially when we've turned our back on our friends. Like the goal is to go get help for the people back in Alexandria. So now they find themselves having to kind of navigate, you know, what's next? Like who do we talk to? So I think Ezekiel and Princess go to find a manager, which. You know, that seems to be a running theme this season. Uh, Yumiko gets a special letter, though, from um, it looks like the 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 people in charge who says, like, hey, why don't you come holler at us? We have a special assignment for you. She's on the lookout for her brother. And man, AJ, when she finds her brother, I don't know what we thought he was going to be doing the thoracic surgery, but. A bakery?
1: Really? <laughs> it was always as if it was, I mean, I know this is, this, I, I don't know the comic well, and we don't have to worry, we don't have to sing the Comic Book Zone song. I, I, don't, I didn't read the whole thing, but I do know that this is a storyline that comes from the comics, because I saw that the the shot of the dropped cake is in the comic, and they kind of did that beat for beat. When uh, somebody meets a relative who's working at the bakery there. Uh, I thought this was like uh, Yumiko got the golden ticket and got to visit the Wonka factory, and so <laughs> while everyone else was doing doing work in their drudgery. She gets to go and get as many sweets as she wants. I, this was the, the only part of the episode where I thought the tone was a little over the top, until I, until I learned that it was a shot from the comic book, but it was like, uh, really? Are we dropping the cake? Are we want, want, dropping the cake? Really? He has to come in like, <gasps> It just, it just totally didn't work for me. But oh okay. <laughs> he was startled, AJ.
0: He was startled. Um, I guess the actor is Ian Anthony Dale. Who, I mean, you might know him from other stuff. I've seen him on Fi- Hawaii Five O, oh, but I know him from Tekken. This is Kazuya from Tekken, the video game. Um, and so I'm like, I know him. I know his voice. Um, I think he was in Tekken the movie. Um, which is something that I do not recommend. No, no <laughs> video game movies for me. Um so uh we see Ian Anthony Dale as her brother Tommy and he's basically telling her like, "Hey, I got here at the beginning. He said he left Chicago, went east, ran out of gas, came here." That's it. Yumiko's face the entire time he's telling the story. She's like, "What?" I've been out here killing loved ones friends family blow like there's been people burned at, in front of me like I've seen it all and you've been in here making cake for just just <laughs> years just been in here just chilling it's so fascinating because again this man is a thoracic surgeon and he has no intention seemingly to go back to that life all he wants to do is be a baker um it feels like he's running from that You would think in all their interrogation that they do that they would have found out about this past that he had and maybe put him to work in a field that is a little bit more um, helpful uh, than a bakery. No, no disrespect to the bakers out there. But, you know, if you have a surgeon in a a zombie apocalypse, I assume that could be beneficial. Um, Do you feel like there's a reason why he would be avoiding that? Is it just the stress level or is he hiding on purpose?
1: I'm not sure if he was there at the beginning though, he would have a better insight into how this community took shape and the structure of it all. I mean, we know when we watch the wee ones on, on our (laughs) other little walking dead show that, you know, the father was a smart scientist type and had medical skills. And so he gets taken away to who knows what, where they're doing experiments on who knows what. And Maybe he's afraid that getting to the medical field in this community like some of these other communities means you got to experiment with the zombies on the zombies, maybe be experimented on to try to solve, you know, cures his stuff. So perhaps hiding that skill might be a good thing for him. So mm-hmm. it's just not to be with that thing at all. I mean, I kind of think the jig is going to be up soon because I mean... What was the first thing Yubico said (laughs) in her interview? I hear my brother's here. (laughs) He's got some medical skills.
0: (laughs) Right. They're like, the baker? No, 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 no. He he makes a good souffle, but make no mistake, he does not. No, he doesn't know anything about surgery. Like, you know, Uh, I I agree with you. Like, if he has a cover, it's being blown right now. But I have to wonder, in this community, 50,000 people, I'm sure they have an infirmary, if not a hospital. There gotta have been like a wanted ad for people with any type of scientific background. And this man's just been hiding out as a baker. I can't imagine that they would be very happy to find out that he's been hiding this skill when people are dying. You know what I'm saying? Like the the point is that once people die, they turn into zombies. So if you have someone who can help prevent death, don't you want that person on? I mean, again, no disrespect to bakers, but they are actively killing us with sugar. <laughs> so <laughs> you would think we probably want to employ him in a different area. No, you don't yeah, agree. Uh, I have
1: I have my new creation: temporary death by chocolate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to get chocolate wasted, you I have a chocolate overdose. Look, things like that can happen. These these are things that worry me. Um, but I, I do think that if he's trying to stay uh, hidden this is, the jig is up, like you said, Uh, Yumiko is she's going to blow his cover, and it's going to happen And that's just part for the course for
1: just for any time any of our heroes go into any community eventually (laughs) they're the community's undoing, I mean, you know it has happened time and again like oh things are going great here oh no here comes rick and his gang uh, this community is done for Ma- yeah. maggie just you know gave a speech ah, i went from community to community and it was always good for a little while suddenly so yeah i i wonder if eugene might be uh and, and it, it's like is eugene the only character who has any memory as to what's <laughs> gone on in the past. Because he's just like, I remember another community where I tried to infiltrate and uh, got a job, and I became the bullet maker for this uh, chap named Negan. And, uh, well, that didn't go very well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. E- Eugene is always saying the thing that everyone seemingly forgot. Um, but, yeah, in in this world, it looks like, The our heroes are not the heroes of everybody's story, you know. Like uh is basically the angel of death. She just shows up in communities and burns them down. Um, and so that this is par for the course, like you said. Speaking of desserts, though, you know, we go from the bakery to the ice cream truck. And (laughs) I guess this is a source of intrigue where we were talking about uh decoy Stephanie. So we get Eugene at the ice cream, ice cream truck with who we believe or we're being led to believe is Stephanie, unless you read the credits. Um, <laughs> they go and they get their ice cream. But he does encounter another woman played by the actress Margot Bingham and who is credited with the voice of the original Stephanie. I think. I think we've done it, AJ. I think we've gotten to the bottom of this. Fake Stephanie and real Stephanie are in one place. They're doing a Spider-Man meme. They're pointing at each other. But Eugene does not know this. He makes eyes with this woman. She walks off. She hears his voice. So she very well knows that's Eugene from my point of view. But fake Stephanie just scoops on right in and just keeps on flirting. So how? what do you think this is going to turn into? Like, what, what are we building to with the fake Stephanie storyline? Because I feel like the possibilities especially with this show, are endless. Yeah,
1: well, that's the thing. I, I don't really know. Obviously, they bring her to the ice cream truck and have this really awkward scene for the sole purpose of just saying to everybody, see, 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 figure it out. Can you figure it out? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we get it. We get it. Because, you know, he's, oh, is that Rocky Road? And I don't know if he, they've talked about ice cream. I know they talked about ice cream. I don't remember if Rocky Road came up. I thought maybe, but I think they had mentioned Black Raspberry and then, you know, Fake Stephanie is like, oh, black raspberry. Remember, because I'm Stephanie, but he's heard her voice. He would know this isn't her. I don't, but you know, I don't get how he doesn't know. And it, maybe he's figuring it out. And I, I, that's the thing. I couldn't read whether he was like, but that. No, wait, that might be. Does he know? I don't think he does because then he says, oh, can you get us into there? Unless he's using her to get into there, <laughs> into yeah. the communications room, and this is all some sort of, you know. Double triple reverse kind of spy too thing that he's doing.
0: It's too fancy for Eugene. I'm with you on that one. Like, that's a lot. I I I probably lean toward believing that he is bamboozled here because he does later on say, like, hey, I'm here on a mission and he tries to get fake Stephanie. He says, Hey, we got to get to the radio. It's kind of like, she, he he led her to the plan, but she floated it out to him. So it's not like she just came up to him with was like, hey, you, you want to do this crazy thing? You, it was Eugene's plan. But, you know, they go in there to, like, they infiltrate the communication room because apparently there's so much red tape in this town that you can't get anything done within five weeks. Uh, and so they go into this amazing looking train station honestly that they've repurposed into i yeah, guess they're like cool. <laughs> yeah like this this is amazing i was like the this place is immaculate but they repurposed it they have their communications room in there they go in there to use the radio and of course they end up getting caught and so that's when i start to ask the question okay like is this the setup I, from my point of view it looks like they were leading eugene to radio back home maybe they're going to try to track and find out where home is, uh, you know, because it's very convenient that decoy Stephanie um, leads him there. They all get arrested for, you know, a number of different reasons, apparently breaking the entrance, trespassing, using government equipment. You just name it. They threw the book at them. Uh, But Stephanie gets booked separately because she's a citizen and uh, she has rights that they don't have. They just they just popped up here. So the removal of Stephanie from all of this, these ramifications and, you know, these problems that they're going to have from using the radio is what really got my wheels turning on. Like, was this a setup from the beginning? Is Stephanie trying to get him to, you know, maybe identify the location of Alexandria and where his friends are through using the radio. And so that's where my mind went. Are you thinking along the same lines?
1: Yeah, I think certainly they wanted him to make the call and Mm -hmm. they wanted to make sure that when he called back, in this safe space with the, his girlfriend, quote unquote, that he would reveal his true intentions, and you know, the, I don't think it was a long enough communication for that. But it wasn't like, "Ah, we're in." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was. It was more just like, "Hey, is that you? Are you?" Hey, Rosita. Is that? You? Oh my goodness, what happened there? Are You guys okay? Oh yeah we won the war, which is just mind-boggling because how long ago does that, those, those episodes without a bit of feel and he's like, yeah, it was like last week. Like, what? <laughs> the timeline, yeah. it, just, it just blows my mind. Like, oh yeah, he doesn't even know the war is over because he left before that, well, that that happened and that was just a couple of weeks ago to them. Yeah. Uh, crazy.
0: But... It caught me off guard. It did. It caught me off guard to hear that part about the war. I was just like, well... I thought we all were caught up on that, but obviously, you know, time is a flat circle, all that good stuff. Like it's just, it does yeah. not exist anymore, especially in the zombie uh, apocalypse. I Honestly, I don't know what.
1: Like they jumped in and stopped them too soon. If the plan mm-hmm. was to listen to information, so like I don't get it. Unless they say, oh, we heard enough. We know he's on the on the level, maybe. Yeah. But I, they. they jumped in too soon to really get a gauge on that. So they really, they blew their own cover if this was their plan. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Unless, unless the stormtroopers aren't really in on it. It, it, And so, you know, they're just, they, oops, we we screwed up. And now they're going to have to, oh, well, I'm going to have to step in myself as, you know, the man in charge who's not really in charge and, off you a sweet deal to avoid being kicked out. And now you work for me. <laughs> ha, 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 <laughs> You know, I, I just, I don't, don't need every week to be like, okay, they're the bad guys. Bang, 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 shoot, 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 chill, ax, 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 arrow, arrow, arrow. But I don't think I need five weeks of intrigue either.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> That's that what exactly I want to watch the show for. Well. <laughs> that's exactly what i was getting at too yeah this the the idea that every episode is kind of like a like eyebrow raise it's like things aren't what they seem. like that should be like the tagline of the walking dead because all the good guys aren't so good all the people who are there to help you you don't tr- ever trust anybody and so this episode is just full of that it's like what it's like oh look it's tommy it's yumiko's brother is he what he seems like, Ooh, he's a baker, but is he, is he really a baker? Oh no, he's a surgeon. Like, which is he an evil surgeon? Why is he hiding? Every episode has us asking these questions over and over again. honestly, it makes my head hurt a little bit. Um, and and I do agree with you though. I know in all of those cop shows, you know, where the cops are tracing calls, you got to stay on the line for a certain Criminal amount of time, <laughs> time so we can you you know you know you're doing your own crime drama rewatch. And I'm sure there's some of that going on. Uh but in Criminal Minds, but you know, um you got to stay on the line for a certain amount of time so we can pinpoint your location, at least triangulate it. And you think in this primitive world that they're living in, it's nice, but it's still very much old fashioned. They don't have the technology to just trace a radio signal within the little two minute conversation that Eugene had uh, back at, uh, with the people at Alexandria. So I, I I don't know what to think, honestly. I thought like that was the setup. But if that's the case, why did y'all arrest him so fast?
1: Yeah, it, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And I'm sure I'm sure next Maybe not next week, but in two weeks, because I I don't know. I don't know. Never know from week to week which storylines they're going to squeeze into an episode. But uh, I assume we'll we'll get to the, the, the new quests they've been sent on at the end of this episode. I'm sure we'll follow that one. But I think for me. Let's just get on with it. Let, let's let's get on with okay. Hey, this was you know right next episode. This this was all set up. Which we were testing you, and and your story checks out because you know we heard your call, and we we heard that you know you you were really looking for help, and uh you know we're on your side. And Milton is the bad person here, and we need your help to fight Milton because there's factions within. Okay, <laughs> you know I I can deal with that a lot more than just the whole something's wrong here and we're just going to paint this picture that it's happy and no, nothing's wrong. It's all in your head because
0: no one's buying that. Yeah. And, and now you have my mind racing because I'm wondering now if the goal is just to get them to commit a crime so that now you can hold them hostage for committing the crime, right? So they they broke this law. You know, they like I said, they broke five laws in one to use this radio signal and get no information. They got absolutely nothing for them, but they led them to do this. And now Stephanie leaves us with the most ominous words like, oh, um, you might not get banished for what you did, but you got to pay. You got to pay for what you did. And that could be where the the setup is to send them on this journey, right? Like, well, since y'all are criminals now, you have to do what we say or we're going to banish you. And now we're going to use y'all as like our splinter group. To go infiltrate whatever nefarious thing is going on, or to carry out these tasks for us, but they had to get them to break the law first, so they would ha- they would have that over their heads. I'm thinking that's what they're go- they're going for, just based on the conversation you and I are having.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be wonderful, except for the fact Eugene doesn't really want to stay there anyway. <laughs> so he'd be like, oh, well, yeah, this, is of, this is a big mistake. This is a mistake, a waste of time, and she's not what I thought she was going to be. So I'm going to head on back to Alexandria with my friends. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe it, it's, I mean, obviously a little difference because, because the, there's blackmail for some of them, right? Like, you know, hey, mm-hmm. I mean, Yumiko, there's your brother. We'll hurt your brother if they wanted to go that route. We can hurt your brother. Uh, Hey, Ezekiel, we actually happen to have uh, some doctors here who can help you with your life-threatening illness. Um, Maybe one particular doctor who's, uh, you know, we're we're short one guy who's really good with a knife. I, I don't know. If we if, if we found that particular type of surgeon who's really good with a knife and baby icing, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's I'm, I don't know, I'm sure that's not going to happen at all. But you know they can hold things over his ego's head and your head and your princess is just nuts. So <laughs> no, I like to stay. I yeah, like the no. guy with the pretty eyelashes.
0: <laughs> yeah, can we can we talk about that for just a second? So, of course, Princess uh, is the decoy. Well, not the decoy Stephanie, but she has to stand guard while Eugene is uh, carrying out this task with fake Stephanie, and they're using the radio. Uh, Princess is outside trying to guard the door to make sure uh, our head stormtrooper Mercer doesn't walk in and blow their cover. Uh, Of course, we do find out that they do get in, but in the meantime, Princess is flirting with him in a way, I guess, to kind of distract him. She compliments him on his body, which I mean, he's covered in armor, so I don't know if that was the nece- like, <laughs> that was going to work, but then she even' was like, "Hey, you have some really nice eyelashes." And um, he also gave her, her her dollar bill back that she that he'd taken from her when they were interrogating them. So I saw some sparks. I don't know if this is fan fiction. Was I making this up, or th- were, they, were they staring at each other just a little too long? I, I felt like they were. I felt like there was try- they were trying to establish some chemistry between the two of them.
1: I think this is one of the situations where Princess was absolutely making it up completely just because she she had no idea how to stall this guy because <laughs> she's Princess and he's like a big stormtrooper. And she said the first thing that came to mind, but I honestly think that as soon as she said it out loud, she convinced herself she, it was true. <laughs> <laughs> I think she fell in love with him as she was distracting him and Mercer had like, he's uh, Okay. uh, yes, they, uh, I'm gonna go now.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, <laughs> but, thank you. And, he, and, and he, you. He's, he's puzzled by her. Uh, yeah, I think something could happen there, absolutely. Um, why not? Right. Uh, uh, if Enid, look, if we're gonna spend time with, uh, you know, Enid and Carl rollerblading <laughs> down the highway, uh, we, we, we could do something here with them. Maybe get a three-legged race together? Oh,
0: the next yeah. <laughs> yeah in in this community probably they're like rolling that like hula hoop down the street or something i don't know um yeah that was interesting i i did want to point out one more thing from this storyline i thought it was uh kind of fascinating that mr hornsby who we uh who we lead we're led to believe has some type of clout or rank comes in he's like release them release the prisoners and they're like no and he goes, oh, okay, well, <laughs> hold them here for now. I'm going to be back. And I'm thinking, well, who, who is in charge here? Like, we know the Miltons are in charge wherever they are, Pamela, wherever she is, but I thought Hornsby had some type of power. What was his reason for busting in there just to get shut down? I mean, he's going to go find Mercer. Is he trying to get the charges? Less- Does he have any power at all? I'm so fascinated by this uh, this man and whatever his role is in this community.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could go either way, right? He could be, like, full of himself and, like, maybe just the biggest celebrity and the PR guy of of Mm -hmm. the village, and so he thinks he has power, and everyone's like, no, you really don't have any power, sir. You just play one on TV, you know, that kind (laughs) of thing. Or this could be one of those Terry Gilliam societies, like, in Brazil, where it's like, you don't have Form B slash C25, and I'm not going to do anything without B slash C two five. I don't care who you are Come in here with B slash C two five and I'll let them go. You get your word is fine and all you have the authority to do it, but only if you give me the form, you know? So I think that that might be, uh, it's such a bureaucratically run situation that maybe that's all it is. He just didn't file the proper paperwork first before he made his request. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they they shut them down pretty quickly. Um, And that's kind of it from that storyline. Like you said, there's a bunch of them that we have to get into. But, I mean, this one was full of ice cream, uh, some flirting going on. And I guess we could talk about the next group. Um, I do want to talk about flirting. I want to talk about the darkest timeline, Maggie and Negan in the forest. AJ, I I keep saying the word flirting. You know I'm going to be angry. The longing looks at each other. It it's getting. I don't like it, AJ. I don't like it. Are they trying to set us up with a a will they want they on Maggie no, and Megan?
1: No, no, I don't think. No, I mean, no.
0: I, no, it's, AJ. I you saw it. You saw them in the house. She's like, "Where are you going? I'm taking this back to Alexandria." They push. They shove. They stop. They stare. And then, boom, (laughs) Father Gabriel walks in. I'm like, there wasn't an angry, I'm gonna kill you stare, AJ. What was that?
1: I'm hoping it's just that they really do see each other as people who have pretty much gone through the same life struggles in the apocalypse where they were good people, they did bad things, they recognize that they've done bad things, and you know, I think Negan is just a little bit further along in the process where it's like, I can live my with myself having done bad things, and I will continue to try and make up for those things. And even if I don't get there because I did really bad things, mm-hmm. that's still what I'm going to do. Whereas I think Maggie's still in the I'm still doing some bad things. <laughs> I'm gonna let a guy die in the subway car and not open the door. I'm gonna still do bad things. Um but I I, I think Maggie sees what she is now and when she sees Negan she goes oh I'm Negan before we stop the saviors like I, mm-hmm. I, I'm turning into Negan and I don't want that and he's he's also the beacon of hope that I can get out the other side and still be a good person but I can't recognize that he's the good person because of what he did to Glenn um, so it, it's it's I think it's it's a real struggle there I also think it's like you said before, like, there's this mirror of all the storylines, uh, which is, can people change? Can a good person become a bad person? Can a bad person become a good person? So, you know, you're having all these suspicions uh, about, you know, well, is Yumika's brother a bad person? Could he really be a bad person? Or you know, And here it's like, can Negan really be a good person now? Maggie's, Maggie's struggling with that because, like, he is helping me um he's making sense i mean he always made sense that was the one that was the one thing that was cool about negan is like as horrible as as his actions were he told the truth He was a straight shooter you know that's why he and carl got along so so well you know so i don't know i don't need if they go romantic it's over like i I I mean I, i rage quit
0: absolutely yeah Had they kissed, you would have been doing this podcast alone this week. Oh, no. I would not have shown (laughs) (laughs) up. It would have been a wrap. Um, But yeah, I do see what you're saying. It definitely you can tell that Negan at least respects Maggie, right? Like, he's looking at her and he's trying to figure out, like, if you can't learn to trust me and you won't kill me, what are you doing? You know, which one is it? Because at this point, you really need to learn how to trust me or at least put me out of my misery. We're going to just fight every day And I understand that Negan has gone through a lot of things. He's been a very bad person in the past, but he is learning to live with himself and the things that he's done. But it's not as easy for Maggie because she has to live with him. You know, like he can live with himself, but can I live with you? Considering you did a lot of the things that happened to me. You know, you're you're the reason why I went through these things and now I have to walk around with you. But I'm telling you, for two people who hate each other, it doesn't look like they hate each other. Uh, uh, Like Negan doesn't hate Maggie. He doesn't. That's just a, it's just truth. But Maggie, I need you to hate Negan a little bit more because it's starting to look like you're going a little too far in the other direction. There are too many longing glances here. He's not dead, which for me, for me, I just don't get it. Just kill him. Just kill him. I'll (laughs) be okay with it. But you know, like, I feel like the more time they spend together, the more they're going to so- soften toward each other. And at the very least, hopefully it doesn't get romantic, but I can see them at the very least being a like formidable duo moving forward. Um, I just really don't want them to be romantic. Oh my God. I, no, I, I no,
1: no, that, that, no. No, no. I, I think you know there were certain characters along the way that might have been the right ones to kill Negan. I mean, but when Rick and Michonne pretty much decide... No, that's not gonna be the way. Eh, not gonna be the way. I mean, you know, at that point, you know, Daryl's like, I don't care. <laughs> just keep him away from me and I I don't really care. Carol's yeah, the one you thought might step in because that's that's what Carol that's does. What does. Is, yeah. But even she's just like, yeah, but he's a weapon and we can use him. And and so I, I like the fact that the reason she didn't kill him was so that she said, Yeah, right, you go off. I'm gonna let you go, go, go take care of alpha and don't come back if you don't, but you know, if you do cool, you know? Um, so she used him as a weapon. Maggie was the only character who, who made sense to come in and just go, Oh hell no. It's over. <laughs> and no one would have said, boo. No, everyone would have been like, you know, maybe Judith would have been, would have been upset for a little bit. Like you just can't come in here and do that. You know, but she didn't do it. And the longer right. she doesn't do it, then it becomes like, well, you can't do it now. Like the statute of limitations is running out for you, especially the number of times she's going to save your life on this trip. You know, at first he didn't save you. And you said, he didn't save me. It's like, yeah. And you were trying to kill me. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And then it's like, and now he, now she saved him. He saved her. They're fighting side by side. AJ, you know, romantic
0: is, it's it's romantic AF and I don't like it. It's too much saving uh, each other.
1: It's Jalad and Dharmak at Tanagra. (laughs)
0: Listen, I just want to know what she's waiting on, right? So, like, does she just feel like she needs him for to for additional protection? Or does she just not have it in her? AJ, give it to me straight. Does Maggie have the guts to kill Negan?
1: I think if she had just, if she had encountered him uh, and they had stayed at Alexandria... And she had seen him anywhere near talking to to Herschel and like you know, like, you know, getting up in his grill and anything, she would have killed him on the spot. I just think Mm -hmm. at that point, at that point, yes. I think the longer she's around him, the more she realizes I kill him, I become him. And I just think that's the only thing that's stopping her, is that because she just sees, she goes, I no, (laughs) I kill him, I be. Come him and as long as she's got a kid then she can't become him that's what I'm thinking Negan. that's the only thing that makes sense to me because quite frankly she's just coming to just go uh yeah oh Negan's still lie oh, excuse me for a moment <laughs> and mm-hmm. as I was saying
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and the sun comes up tomorrow and nobody nobody like flinches nobody misses him maybe Judith a little bit but overall this is a victimless crime. Um, so I don't know why she hasn't done it, but we will see. I just, AJ, just know I, I won't be here. If they kiss, I'm out. Y'all going to have to come find me. Come find me in Texas with the, with the nuclear bomb. I'll be on fear the walking dead waiting for you guys.
1: No, if, if, if the only way it is okay is if they kiss, and then someone with a W on their forehead walks in, and <laughs> someone the mascot yeah. goes, Oh, Negan's dreaming. Then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, Maggie's dreaming it. I'll, I still have issues. But if Negan's dreaming it,
0: all right. Well, he's Negan. <laughs> Come on, Maggie. Don't let us down. Um, yeah, so that pretty much wraps up that storyline. I mean, it just left them waiting. So they end up linking up with Gabriel and Elijah at the rendezvous point in that house. They're still waiting on Daryl and Frost to get there. Uh, they know the other guy is back at the church. Um, they've lost a bunch of people. Duncan's dead. Um, You know, so here we are. We just have to wait for the rest of the group to meet up, and then I guess they'll go back to Alexandria. And speaking of Alexandria, uh, back at Alexandria, we see that Judith and the kids are there playing. Um, They're doing combat techniques. This is shortly after the walls of Alexandria have been uh, knocked down by the walkers, and we kind of see uh, I guess Aaron stepping into the leadership role in this episode and trying to make sure that, all right, he's been saying that the walls were coming down been saying like food is important, but who's going to stop the zombies from getting in? Well, guess what? They're here. Now the zombies have gotten in, they're eating people. And now Aaron and the crew have to uh, get rid of them and repair the walls all while babysitting their kids. Um, this storyline right here was a lot for me because I wanted to focus on either Alexandria Or the quest that Aaron and them go on, but we can't do either of those things because they split our attention between Aaron, uh, Carol, um, who else was it? Um, Jerry, uh, uh, Jerry, and uh, the 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 Alpha's daughter, right? Um, Yeah, Lydia. Yeah, Lydia. That's who it was. Yeah, they all go on their mission to hilltop to go get some additional supplies to try to find food. Apparently, horse just it tastes bad, but it just you know, eats itself because they're tearing it up. <laughs> um, and so they're off on this mission to get more supplies, hopefully, find something. They get to Hilltop and there's nothing there. I mean, it's just burnt down, um, it's ransacked. You could tell someone's been there. And in the meantime, at Alexandria, the kids are just hanging out. And so we have these two storylines happening at the same time. AJ, did you care about either one of them? No. Oh. <laughs> 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 did, did, look, uh,
1: I, I love Judith uh, the scene where she you know where she stands up to the bully kid and you know he says you know your mom left you mm. and she's not she's not coming back and but she's something wrong with you and I mean that cuts twice that yeah. cuts twice because she didn't know that her real mom it. and yeah. you know and then there's Michonne and you know dad's not around and Carl's not around and she's all by herself and you know her crying. She kills it. She kills it when she's sad. Her, old, you know, and then she comes home, and the bullies have torn up the handprints that she and Carl had made before Carl uh, wrote his notes and, and died. And again, she's like, "Did you guys do this?" Like, "Your baby gonna cry. Baby gonna cry." <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. It's not this show." <laughs> yeah. No. Or if it's a show, it's just a day in the life of Judith and we focus on her for an entire episode and see what the kids are up to, I'd be fine with that. But there's so much going on with her and it's in such piecemeal. Who are these douchey kids who think it's okay to poke at a, a zombie kid through the wall? And It had to be a kid zombie that they're poking at through the wall.
0: Yeah. It was, they were bullying. Really? They, even in the zombie apocalypse, they bully people. They bully kids. They bully you they know? Boy, the kid
1: zombies too. Like, but there's like, zombies.
0: There's like, what kid grows up. Look,
1: I get that there are some people who remember the old ways and the old <laughs> days. Dark and, ages. you know, they, oh, you know, we, we've gotten rid of most of the people who are like, uh, you know, oh, the zombies can be our friends. <laughs> like, no. That was the first couple of seasons. Like, no, no, they can't. Or, you know, let's put the zombies in the barn because maybe they'll come back to life someday. <laughs> no, oh, no, Herschel. No, no, no. We're not oh, doing no, that, Herschel. Herschel. Nope. But now we're at the point where these kids have grown up in, the, and maybe. Maybe I can see, look, they've had it easier than most because they've been in the town their whole lives. Some of these kids, the original OG Alexandrian kids perhaps have grown up here. They've never had to go on the road and, and endure the things that some of these other people have done. And yeah, even on the show, are the zombies really the biggest threat anymore? Not really. It's it's only if they broke through the wall at night when you're not awake and suddenly Mm -hmm. there's 50 around you, then you're screwed. But I think, you know, even the like ragtag handful of villagers were able to put the wall back up in like two minutes. So it it wasn't, you know, yeah, one of them was eaten, but it wasn't that bad. (laughs) I just, I just don't get the, I don't get why these kids are doing it. Like, and, and to pick on Judith Grimes, of all people, I mean, seriously, uh, I get the hierarchy is a little different now, but do you not know the hierarchy in this village? <laughs> yeah,
0: this is like the, the 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 head of the, like, she's basically like a junior deputy, you know, whatever. She, whatever Maggie's rank is, she's got the same rank. Like, Judas can, can hold a town hall meeting tomorrow and nobody would say anything. And also, Judas has caught bodies before in the past. Like, this is a little ass kicker. This is Shane Ch- I'm sorry rick's child allegedly (laughs) you know like this ain't no normal kid so for you to want to bully judith i guess if you'll bully a zombie then you bully (laughs) anybody but to bully judith is a choice because even if judith doesn't kill you by the grace of god what's going to stop the adults from getting you once they get here like you don't mess with judith this is royalty in, in this in this town for sure um i was trying to figure out why they would give us so much judith content i mean to be fair, Judith has been with us pro- longer than most of the cast members. I mean, not the character. I, I mean, like the actress, but the character of Judith has been around since the beginning. You know, yeah. um, you know. I mean, like aside from Carol and maybe Matt. Well, well, Maggie and Daryl. Maybe I think Maggie was before Judith, um, but. That's it. Yeah, She has seniority over everybody here as far as, you know, the cast goes for The Walking Dead. So I guess you, at some point you do have to give her content. But this is season 11. Are we giving her content because it's going to matter in the next, you know, what, three or triads of the season? Uh, or are we going to possibly set up Judith for maybe a future role in one of the spinoffs? Maybe we get more Judith because we start to develop a character for her because this has just been one-note little ass-kicker. I didn't know she cared about Michonne leaving. They rarely show her talk about it, you know? So they gave us an episode about her feeling abandoned, her knowing that half her family is dead, that she doesn't know where her dad is, or where her mom is. Her original mom is actually gone. Her, her, or We don't even know who her real dad is, to be quite honest. And so, <laughs> Rosita, we, the, what's 23 in me? <laughs> you're right, exactly. Um, so I, I don't know if there's a motive to this, or did they just feel like, we got time, We're going to bang out a bunch of episodes. Why not just put Judith at the forefront? Do you see a world where we move forward with the Judith storyline any more than what we did today?
1: I mean, you don't you don't kill her because you want to have the opportunity to maybe do a 15 year time jump and, you know, have it be walking dead babies, you know, all grown up, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Where, oh, Judith and Herschel and RJ and oh, all the kids are there and da, 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 da. remember the good old days? Yeah. So I suppose you could do that, but I also think really Judith acting versus the other kids acting, it, it's not even close. I mean, it's just not- like she, she's doing subtle emotional changes and you can read every look on her face and then it's like,
0: we will love- help. You
1: yes, we will help you. We're on <laughs> your side. I was like, get these kid actors out of here. And, you know, they, I'm sure they see it too because then they're like, quick, bring in a grown up to talk to her. <laughs> Where's right. Rosita? Oh, look at Rosita,
0: right? <laughs> oh, look at Rosita. Rosita's here too, and Rosita's just like, hi. Um, we don't get much from Rosita. All we get, we get a little bit of her backstory it's kind of inconsequential. She just becomes a vehicle for us to realize that Judas is very sad. And also Rosita is the person who picks up the, on on the other line when Eugene calls back from the Commonwealth. So it does somehow get back to Alexandria. uh, And they do get the good news that Eugene and them are fine. Um, Eugene, of course, hears about the war before he um, is arrested. And that's the end of that storyline completely. I mean, it was just Judas hanging out with the kids. Getting bullied, being sad—that's it. So yeah, you talk about
1: and and giving Rosita a scene too because she hasn't had much to do anyway. You know, uh, not much use for an explosives expert who only was an explosives expert for one season when they needed her to be. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Rosita has so little content this season so far that if Rosita were to die on the show. I don't think, I think we would be like, oh, okay. You know, like, we would come to terms with it very quickly. It wouldn't be a devastating death. Like, if they're trying to ease us into this is the end of the Rosita storyline, then they're doing a good job. Because I did not care about Rosita in this episode at all. Uh, I mean,
1: the actress could probably be sitting there going, you know, I could die off screen too, guys. I mean,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're not using me. It's hard out here. (laughs) (laughs) here, Yeah. Yeah, like you could be quarantining and instead you're filming this show. And so if I'm filming this show, I would like a little bit more content. It would be nice. I'm risking my life for it at this point. But, you know, who are me to judge? Um, the other group of Alexandrians, of course, we talked about them a little bit. Aaron, um, who seems to be, I guess, like he's one of the stars of this episode for sure. He seems to be at his breaking point. Aaron, you want to talk about? Maggie looking at Negan and saying, I'm becoming Negan. Aaron is now a whole different person. This is not, he is a shadow of his former self. Uh, this is Darth Aaron, and he is completely out here. Um, I don't know if he's driven by revenge or just anger or what, but he has no time for nonsense. They end up going to Hilltop. They find almost nothing. They run into a horde of walkers. They realize that the walkers are not a horde, they're really being um, herded and they go and they kill a bunch of them. Bow, bow, bow. Well, of course the person hurting them is a Whisperer. He's wearing his mask. Somehow he survives this interaction which is fascinating to me. You're walking around with a bunch of walkers pretending to be one. All of them get stabbed in the face but luckily they have the uh, wherewithal to not stab you in the face and just end it all there. Um, So, at Hilltop, we have to deal with the this whisperer who seems to be the last of the whis- whisperers. I don't remember his name. I think it was Keith. Um, they interrogate him. He says, I'm all by myself. There's nobody else with me. Don't worry about me. Just let me live. But Our group, we've been through this before. We've seen this kind of thing before. We don't trust anybody. They decide to take him down into the cellar. Throw him in the cellar and look. Oh, look. He's lying. Shocker. There's, a, Shocker. there's like four... Four or five people down there. They have whisperer mask. They have items from Alexandria. So these are our bad guys in Aaron's eyes, and he's going to treat them as such. Um, his interrogation tactics are probably not above board, AJ, to say the least. Uh what did you think about Aaron and the way he reacted to uh I guess I wouldn't call these innocent people. I mean, they, just because they are whisperers and make them horrible people, but what do you think, AJ? What is Aaron doing here? I mean, I'm
1: glad they didn't politicize this anymore, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously, you know, United States and Afghanistan and pulling out and there's there is a kind of a parallel here to like, you know, you when a war is over, <laughs> can you ever trust the people who who were left behind and which side were they really on? Like um so there's there's a little bit of that going on. Aaron is clearly, you, you know this show it's kill switch on, kill switch off and yeah. I don't I don't know what he expected to accomplish here in terms of, of killing him in the first place, other than, you know, if you're gonna kill him just get he's one of them, kill him, and that's fine the, the, trying to get information out of him is a little bit it's a little bit much like what, what I mean, the, the kicker is that they do get information out of him which right. is the, which is the hilarious thing about it but there's no reason for what what information were they really expecting because it was like how many more of you none oh there's four more of you yeah but that's it
0: <laughs> he's not gonna like, get, he's not gonna give up yeah what I, can he say what can he I, really say to satisfy them like it's 50 of us in the well you know like, and even he was
1: saying that like what, what what do you want me to say i'll say anything you know like yeah it, 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 it wasn't working uh, and I, I do think that they, they missed a very good opportunity for a line there because he's he's got this walker on a pitchfork and he's like holding them like he's like oh, I'll bite you I'll bite you and he bites him in the in the in the hand and he's like ah I wish he would have said man can survive without a hand show <laughs> up his right. little his own little arm there his,
0: <laughs> so, his Lannister hand yes. Yeah, so was he wearing the spiky ball hand at that point? Spiky ball hand uh, at that
1: point, which looked really yeah. large for some reason, just the camera <laughs> angle. is like, whoa, that's much bigger than I remember Um uh, <laughs> the weirdest thing about this is there's two weird things. First of all, Jerry's going along with it. Mm-hmm. Which was just which was just weird, because Jerry's supposed to be fun, Jerry. <laughs> Protect the king, Jerry, but he's not supposed to be. I'll help you with the torture, Jerry. Like that that just didn't didn't work for me. I, I just thought it was a little out of character. And who's the one who says, no, 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 we don't do these things. Carol?
0: Right. For Carol? Some reason? Look, Carol it, said, I've been there. I've it's an, an odd numbered season, so the kill switch is off. Is that what she's saying? <laughs> uh, the Carol Morgan uh, kill switch is always on, off, on, off. We deal with this all the time. I guess from this point of view, it was supposed to be Carol is the one who can reason with him because he knows Carol has been in this dark place as well. Um, but I'm with you on this one. Carol is normally like, hey, do what you gotta do. We got we have things to accomplish, and this person is standing in our way. Like you said, um, he ends up getting bit in his hand. Aaron gives him a chance, like, hey, I can amputate your hand. Maybe you could amputate your hand, but they're not gonna let me torture you anymore. Uh, and as they get ready to leave him behind, uh, Keith, uh, our whisperer, says, you know, we're all not so bad. We did let your friend live that came crawling out of that uh out of that cave and they're like, what friend? I'm like, you know the cave. The cave <laughs> that Alpha Destroyer. You remember your friend? Connie. That's right, her. She just came wandering out of the cave. We saw her the other day. And now we know what's happening next. Connie is alive, or at least was alive the last time Keith saw her. And now we gotta go and rescue Connie, but They don't rush off to do it. They get ready to, but I think they convince Carol that we're going to leave in the morning time, which makes sense. uh, And we're going to go find her. I think she's near the screaming cave, which doesn't sound like it's going to bode well for her, um, you know, lifeline, but at least we have that. We do know Connie's out there and now we have a a rescue mission on our hands. I don't know how they're going to feed Connie considering there's no food, but they are (laughs) going to go find her right now. What do you think about the big reveal with Connie being uh seen by the whisperers and still being alive?
1: I mean it's a weird way to have it happen like I said like I guess what they're trying to to say here is that you know if you turn on that kill switch and if you say well just because they were our enemy or with the enemy people you know they were they were on the fringes they weren't necessarily necessarily fully on board with everything that was going on with Alpha and Beta but uh, you know uh uh, if we just kill them, maybe we don't ever heal and don't ever get this information that we really wanted to get. So maybe we'll maybe this maybe this saves Aaron from from going off the deep end fully uh, because he realizes, you know, in retrospect, the other way it doesn't work. He kills them. They don't get the information. And he's just like, ah, kill, kill, kill. He was like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't kill him. And he decided to help us. Even, yeah. after I, even after amputating my hand. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you can take that lesson from this. I really was just more annoyed that like, it took all of this. Like, sir, you could have been told us this. Why, what, why didn't you tell us this when we had you hemmed up with the walker about to rip you apart? Like, what yeah, were we from, holding on to this information for?
1: From a story standpoint, I, I, you know, it, it could have been better if, if it was just like, why are, you, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I don't know what else to do. I thought that would have been a much more interesting thing. Like I've lived like this for years and years and years. I don't know any other way. And I'm the only one left. Like are you really the only one left. And, you know, go downstairs. Like, Oh, there's four more, please. I'm just trying to protect my family. Wouldn't you do the yeah. same? Like he could have played on heartstrings a little more, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and Lydia could have said, Hey, Carol, you, you took me in and yeah. you know, Hey, Hey, Aaron, where'd you get your child?
0: <laughs> right right yeah no, to, yeah to, to be clear Lydia is walking around like I am one of them um and I'm not bad so you know you can't paint us all with this oh, she even she, she, she pulled it out hey
1: and uh Aaron didn't you trust uh our little guest star a few, few
0: uh episodes back right. yeah like what about Gracie what, what, are, you, what are you doing Gamma, whatever her name was <laughs> yeah it's very convenient that now that he's broken bad um he can't he can't see the whispers as real people he just sees them as adversaries even though he's walking around with one um basically raising one as his child a lot of that going on but we do get the connie news it's good news i wonder what it means moving forward for our story because we know that daryl's girlfriend is back dog's mom is back and connie is daryl's other girlfriend so we've hinted at this love triangle. Do you think we're finally going to get get this love triangle? AJ, is this the moment we've all been waiting for? I don't know. I I,
1: I, I don't know what they're doing with Daryl. I really don't. I, I don't. I don't understand. We, you know, we didn't need this whole backstory with dogs' history and and the love affair and everything. And, and they're going through with it. And okay, fine. I, do we need a? Do we need Connie and Leia ever to be in the same place? No, we really not don't. Really. I, don't really. I don't need to say. I dispatched them before, or you know, maybe Daryl brings her along because she's the one uh, member of that group that's worth redeeming. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think we, we 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 see them together at least not in this eight. So maybe this is a, <laughs> this is a middle middle uh, filler. We need filler in each eight. So maybe that'll be the the. Uh, The love island.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. There's already so much filler. Do we really need more? You've been at the villa. (laughs) No. (laughs) Connie was off. (laughs) It's more like too hot to handle, right? Like, the sexy decoy is Leah, and then Connie shows up like, what? What are you doing? Um. Yeah. I I could see us playing with that storyline a little bit, but I mean, it's good news, right? We get Connie coming back. So that's a little light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I just don't know what they're going to do with all of Daryl's love interests or what they're going to do with Daryl. Honestly, he doesn't really move the story anymore. He's just kind of just a constant because that's what keeps the fans coming back. But Daryl's not driving any of this storyline for me. Uh, So Hopefully this gives us a little bit more to be invested with for Daryl, because I like him a lot as a character when they give him character stuff. Um, you know, it's just a lot of bang, bang, shoot him up for, uh, for Daryl recently. <laughs> and so I'm hoping that we get a little bit more. Yeah. The, the one other thing
1: I do want to point out, which I thought was, was interesting, and it, it's only in thinking about the episode that I, they opened up with Aaron's Nightmare which mm-hmm. yeah, okay cool we knew it was a nightmare right away so he saw the, the wolf you know with the w on his head it's like okay they're not still around so. <laughs> so clearly it's a dream and all that uh and there's a flash right before he wakes up we see robert patrick for like half yeah. a second before he wakes up <laughs> i thought that was that was really interesting he's focusing on that whole incident with robert patrick and what do we know about that incident, you know, people who, of course, were told they didn't have to watch the extra episodes uh, are now suddenly <laughs> like, okay, you bring Leah back and now you're you flashed back to Robert Patrick. Seriously, I guess we did need to see it a little bit because you're using it. No, but a good. <laughs> I like the fact that they, they start with that flashback, which reminds you that he and Father Gabriel went through something.
0: Mm-hmm. And Father
1: Gabriel went Went off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> went, Am. And we closed the episode with Father Gabriel uh, saying, oh, no, we're going to wait for our friends and they're going to show up. And Aaron, on the other hand, is like, no, let's not rush into anything. Let's let's wait. They're both saying wait, but I think they're saying wait for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I, think, I think Aaron's wait is, is more learning the lesson is I can't turn the kill switch on. I do need to take a step back. And we do need to think for a minute before we act. Whereas Gabriel, I think, is like, oh, let's wait, and as soon as they get here, let's kill them all. And I think <laughs> they both emerge from that same experience and are heading in completely. Uh, you know, they've gone in the same direction, but now they're diverging. And I think yeah. it's interesting. I think Aaron might have not broken bad so much as like he's avoided that Breaking Bad. And Gabriel's going off for one more.
0: <laughs> yeah, Father Gabriel is uh, not about the nonsense, uh, but that's a good thing to point out. Yeah, if you're if you're trying to figure out why this is happening to Aaron, if you skip those mini episodes, the webisodes that happened in the uh and the random season they threw together in the COVID season, um, yeah, Robert Patrick, who we talk about so much on this podcast, um, he finally appeared. He appeared um in season eleven as this flashback of this really traumatic moment that Aaron and Father Gabriel had, and so that is the cause of Aaron's going, you know, full full spiky ball hand on people you know this is the reason why Aaron is torturing people and why he feels so strongly about uh the Whisperers being just evil and us not have, being able to trust them um he went through a lot and so yeah to start the episode off with that flashback it was very good because then you know okay Aaron didn't just wake up like this one day you know he went through some crap and we know you probably skipped the episodes where he went through it. So let's just give you a little taste <laughs> to hold on to it. Um but yeah, I, I do worry about anybody who does come in contact with Father Gabriel because him dressed he should really change his clothes. You know, like him dressed like a priest is so misleading.
1: Um Well, it doesn't mean know. what it used to mean, but it's you know, it's 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 a uniform now. It's it's, it's his gangsta. warrior uniform. Yeah. yeah I, like, I think in it's a pretty fighting cool.
0: game, you're like, pick the priest. Like, no, no, he's deceptively <laughs> good, you know. Um He's got one eye. You know, like, uh, Father Gabriel's a badass. Uh, You know, Um,
1: uh, yeah, I I, I think... uh, I wish they had better music rights, because usually there's not music in these episodes. If they are, they're, like, really old. But... I think we need some woo,
0: <laughs> some Wu Tang yes. underneath. Yes, Ooh, doo, 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 doo. listen. Get RZA on the phone. I know he. I know he would provide a good soundtrack for this. I know that personally. Uh, somebody tag RZA in this uh, in the podcast, and hopefully he'll come on and talk to us about the Walking Maybe he's a fan. Um, but yeah, we better soundtrack, and we have the Father Gabriel spinoff movie. You know, the standalone <laughs> film. There you go. Uh, yeah, but uh i think that covers the whole episode aj is there anything else i missed
1: uh is, what color sprinkles did you like when you want chocolate sprinkles you want rainbow oh sprinkles? Gosh, or do you call them jimmies where you come from
0: uh, I'm definitely a sprinkles guy i didn't find out about jimmies until later on in life and i just don't understand why anybody would say that sprinkles are called jimmies you're entitled to your wrong opinions but Mean, come on, grow up. I'm just saying, uh, yeah, no, I think I think we
1: pretty much covered it. It was like I said, I think it was one storyline too many, but uh, I did at least like that they were attempting to to pile a theme on each of the storylines and that you know, can a person change? Uh, should we trust someone after they've done something bad to us? And I think that was kind of throughout, except for maybe the bullies who were just bullies for bullies' sake, and uh, you know, uh, not happy about that. But uh at least Drake wasn't wheeling up in a wheelchair saying, Hey guys.
0: <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> oh gosh. No, we definitely don't need that. Uh but yeah. Overall, like I said, I enjoyed the episode, but hopefully next week on episode what six, I think it's called uh, on the inside, hopefully they focus on one storyline and tell that story really, really good so that we're not trying to, yeah, two max too mad too mad and it, look yeah. y- you bring up connie
1: let's go find connie but also eugene's on the inside you know, they're, they're in the inside of the collar room yeah. look i'm not gonna hate if they come back to that joyful storyline but you know if we suddenly go if rosita's are like okay we need to start a school here because these kids are out of control oh no, flip no, the table. no 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 no
0: no no flip the table <laughs> Oh yeah, I could I could see it now. It's been in a whole episode with Rosita trying to teach the kids this newfangled math, um, the, common, <laughs> the common math, um, the common Commonwealth math. Core. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly the Commonwealth Core. Um, yeah, so I I don't need that, but yeah, pick two of the strong storylines give me more of the Eugene storyline because that's where I'm most invested in. Checking but with Daryl, he's
1: on the inside too. That 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 would be like pick pick two, and maybe show us one scene at the Commonwealth. The Daryl, a Connie Hunt. And, and and one scene in the commonwealth to progress that story at the end to tease us for next week and then that's fine
0: right we have time we have time y'all are going to stretch this show out for another year and a half so we got time Let's focus on tell the tell one story really good and i'll be happy um you know but we're here for the long haul regardless aj mass could you Tell the people, remind them where can they find you and what you're up to these days. I'm right here. No, you can find me
1: on Twitter <laughs> at AJ Mass. Uh, heavily into my work for that four letter television sports station and doing all the the football stuffs for that. Uh, I also have a podcast called Beat My Guests, it's all fun trivia and whatnot. You can check that out. I'll be getting season nine up soon. I promise. This football season is kicking my behind, and edit time <laughs> is hard to come by. But I will be getting that up soon. And also, Felonious Pundits, my Criminal Minds rewatch podcast that I do with my friend Kenton Svensgaard. We are in season two. We still got a long ways to go to get to the end of this thing, because there's fifteen and potentially more reboot, uh potentially on the way on uh, on the Paramount. So uh we're we're having fun with it though. We we are having a blast. Reliving these episodes. Uh the technology back then in two thousand six? Boy. Our you don't top. think technology has changed it, I mean, it's about as rinky dink as the Commonwealth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look, for anybody who's yeah looking for the Criminal Minds content, for sure, look for the felonious Pundits. And please support AJ in this incredible endeavor that I just I just pray for him. You know, there's so many episodes of television, uh, but they're having a good time over there. And of course, I'm still waiting on the next season to beat my guest because I love it. Uh, I will never be on there. I will always be trying to beat your guests from the you know comfort of my home, you know, <laughs> in the car as I cut the grass, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, AJ, thank you so much for coming and on this journey with me. Hopefully, our other um compadres will be back next week when we talk about episode six. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Chappelles underscore show. Um, I am always tweeting about TV. If I tweet about football, please ignore it. Um, Something just comes over me. I delete those tweets and I apologize about them. Uh, I am not well, ESPN, the NFL, they do me so wrong. If if you think they're beating AJ up, oh yeah, look no (laughs) further than my tweets. I'm taking some L's. Um, And then, of course, I'm still podcasting, so I'm on Silent Podcast talking about the hit show Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Uh, Speaking of Netflix, Rob Sesternino and I on Rob Has a Podcast has something up our sleeves regarding Netflix in the near future, and so we'll see what that is later on. Uh, And then we're wrapping up the Big Brother season, so I'll be covering an episode this friday the recap of the recap episode for big brother uh 23 as that season winds down and if you are a survivor fan of course um recently we covered the top 40 the reason why I wasn't here uh rob has taken on this task of covering the all 40 seasons of survivor in one year he started in january with me talking about season Uh, 39 as the 40th best season as voted by the listeners of Rob has a podcast and we ended with me talking about the first the best season of Survivor as voted by the listeners of Rob has a podcast me Shannon Gus and Rob talked about heroes versus villains and we had a great time it was a seven hour podcast AJ (laughs) wow (laughs) I survived to tell the tale and so if you are a Survivor fan please check that out check uh, subscribe um, to post our recaps uh rob has a podcast the felonious pundits all that good stuff support the podcast whenever you see fit and if there isn't anything else aj we have to bid these people farewell um goodbye all that good stuff
1: yeah i guess jess and josh aren't coming so
0: <laughs> we waited we we'll take
1: the next second go back to alexander yeah let's get out here
0: we waited for them but they didn't show up all right take care everybody see you next week goodbye